This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, why not treat yourself to a ticket or two to the celebration of Robbie Burns' life coming up again once more at Toitu Otago Settlers Museum. This time Wednesday 25th of January it is. We thought we'd catch up uh, with Sean Brosnan to find out a little bit more about what's planned for the celebrations. Uh, Morena, good to have you with us, Sean. G'day, Jeff. How are you? Well, nice that this is on because, in fact... Um, the agenda for the night was pretty much settled a year ago. That's right. We had a really good program lined up for last year's Burns Night, and we were watching with, you know, bated breath as the pandemic uh, restrictions threatened to jump up and bite us, and they did. The night before, in fact, Sunday last year, people might not remember this, seems a long time ago, uh, the red light setting was invoked, which meant that the Burns Night for the next night was canned. So we were really disappointed with that and thought it was such a good program. We'll just roll it forward to next year. So we contacted all the speakers and all the people who were going to perform there and asked them, and they were mostly willing to come along and do it again. So um, that's what it is. Last year's programme rolled forward a year. Well, indeed, and that uh, sees uh, former Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins and Tyree MP Ingrid Leary uh, talking because there's going to be uh, some analysis of Burns and his political leanings and political thoughts. Well, we try and make a theme every year, Jeff, um, for the night, just to give you know the speaker something to sort of anchor their talks on and we pick the people accordingly so we've done things on burns on the rights of women on the law on dentistry of all sorts of things and last year we decided to make it politics and yeah we, we asked the mayor of the day aaron hawkins if he'd give his thoughts on burns on 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 politics and also one of our local mps in angularia was um, very gracious enough to do that now you know we'll obviously hear further from those um, speakers on the night but um, you know, do we do we find through looking at Burns' work that um, we get a sense of how, what kind of a political animal he was? Well, Burns lived in a very fraught period in terms of politics. I mean, the the, the French Revolution was sort of a backdrop to things, and it had caused quite a. Um, conservative counter-reaction in the British Isles, including in Scotland. So it actually became very dangerous for people to express any sort of views that we might consider liberal today, uh, any sort of sympathy with the revolutionaries in France or indeed you know, in America subsequently. And Burns was quite drawn to both of those movements because he was a very democratic person by instinct. And so he quite often got himself into bother with expressing statements both in some of his poems, many of which weren't published in his lifetime for that reason. Some of his most famous poems and songs didn't appear in print during his lifetime for that very reason. Sometimes he would, for instance, he had this diamond stylus, and he liked to scratch little uh, statements into the windows of uh, hotels and places he went to. (laughs) So he'd do that at night after perhaps having a few too many uh, whiskies, and then he'd be riding away the next morning on his duties as an exercise man or whatever, and he'd suddenly think, uh-oh, and he'd go racing back and he'd smash the window so he wouldn't get in trouble. But sometimes he did get in trouble, and he did nearly lose his job on a few occasions. So your politics was a fraught area for the for the bard, and uh, that's worth reflecting on. Yeah, something we probably don't think about too much is, is, is editorial control over, um, you know, a, a uh, someone of his stature's work, you know, the stature now, perhaps not so much at the time, but yeah, he would well, have. Well, it was had not more to... than editorial control. He actually would have faced, you know, prison, deportation, all those sorts of things. Right. There was a very heavy-handed approach to any expressions of those democratic sentiments that were close to his heart. And so he would have uh, taken um, care to couch some of his messages a little more carefully, perhaps. Yeah, and, and just not publish some of the poems that he wrote until, as I say, after long after he died. Really interesting. Well, we'll hear more about that, of course, on Wednesday. 
Wednesday the 25th, this annual celebration of Burns' life and his work. Um, and for those, Sean, who have not been to a Burns Night celebration, what else can they expect on the night? Well, it's a pretty um, rich array of song, um, poetry, um, speech-making, uh, even dancing, opportunity for some dancing. It's really a celebration of Scottishness. And, you know, in Dunedin, we're really facing the phenomenon of ethnic fade, that as we get further away from our pioneer roots, that Scottishness seems to be becoming less important to people. And I'm actually quite concerned how difficult it is to get people interested in some of our Scottish heritage things. So we've lost the Caledonian Games, for instance. Um, you know, the Burns Poetry Competition was canned last year at the library. It seems to me that the future for Scottishness in Dunedin could be quite fraught. So I really want to put out a clarion call to all people who have a sense of their Scottishness to show it and come along and sell it. This is really the pres- most prestigious Scottish heritage event in Dunedin, I think. Well, I would say that, I suppose. But it's a really damn good night to celebrate Dunedin's Scottish heritage. And I think it'll be a really sad day if we get to the point where people wandering through the octagon have no idea who that statue is at the top of the, the octagon and why he's there. But if we come along and celebrate Burns' life every year, we'll sustain some sense of that Scottishness and celebrate it. Yeah, in my age, I, I guess we t- I take it for granted that there's there's that natural connection between uh, Dunedin and Edinburgh in particular, and of course the Dunedin Edinburgh Sister City Society is still very active. But yeah, it's it's um, it's potentially within generations a continuing fade unless there's active, positive action on those who want to keep that connection alive. Yeah, kind of use it or lose it. So, I mean, I know that the price of the tickets is quite substantial. We've had some criticism from people sort of saying it's too expensive. But, you know, it's what it costs. We, we just we can't subsidise it, so we have to make it as expensive as it costs to put it on. It's a, it's a big deal, so it does cost a bit. But, you know, if you believe in Scottishness and Dunedin and your heritage... <laughs> Lay some money down. Come along. Enjoy. Well, do check out Toitua Targo Settlers Museum's website. More information about Burns Night there and your ticket sales connection through that website as well. And it is a fabulous night out. Uh, Scottish Fiddle Orchestra will be there as well. winning entries from the 2021 Burns Poetry Competition Yeah, we well. just rolled that through. So even though I didn't have it last year, the people from the year before, yeah. Fantastic. Should be a good night. Well, we've got you here, um, Sean. Uh, it is the beginning of the year. And uh, as we look ahead to what's in store for Toy 2, what are you looking forward to? Well, personally, my big thing for the year will be the release of our documentary, Journey to New Edinburgh, which is, in fact, all about our Scottish pioneer heritage. We went on a big expedition to Britain in the middle of last year where we filmed, you know, the places where all the big things happened that made it happen that there was an Otago settlement at all and that it was Scottish and Presbyterian in nature and its origins. So we're going to deliver that to the public this anniversary day, which actually happens to be the 175th anniversary of the arrival of the first ships in Dunedin. So it's a, it's a big, big date, and our um, documentary will be released on that date and will be available to see at the museum in that week and then thereafter on YouTube. So June in New Edinburgh, if you don't know much about Otago's origins, this will fill you in. Summertime too, and uh, we have uh, national and international tourists coming through the doors again. Uh, nice to have uh, a bit of traffic through. Oh, it's fantastic to see them back. You know, really, the, the place is really humming now. Yeah, well, do check out, uh, of course, the wonderful exhibition spaces at Toy Otago Settlers Museum, and do put on your agenda for Wednesday, the twenty fifth of January, Burns Night, held on the Toy Two Josephine uh, foyer there.
Uh, tickets from the website, $95 each. That's a great night out. It includes your, your, your wonderful meal and to hear from those speakers that are lined up. Uh, former Dunedin Mayor Aaron Hawkins and Tyree MP Ingrid Leary, uh, as well as musicians. An opportunity to get out of your chair and have a bit of a dance as well and to celebrate uh, Scottish culture and make connections and perhaps discover some of those uh, things about uh, this city or indeed about yourself and your family that you, you didn't really know, perhaps, and you can foster those relationships in coming years. Sean, thanks for taking some time to join us on ORFM. Um, we might catch up again a little bit later in the year when we get closer to um, the release of that fantastic documentary. Thanks sure. Thanks very us. much, Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.